0: to behind the brick i'm your host babs dwyer and i'm so excited today to share this episode with you today i speak with miami university art curator jason shaman about things like what it's like to be an art curator how he got started and how you can get more involved in art here at miami or elsewhere so without further ado let's get into the episode
1: uh, my name is jason shaman i'm the curator of exhibitions mm-hmm. at the miami university art museum I arrived here in August of 2010, so you're a little over 12 years now. Originally from New York, Philadelphia, uh, but I did live in South Carolina prior to coming here where I was curator at the University of South Carolina's museum.
0: Oh, okay. Awesome. And what first made you interested in studying art, or have you kind of always been drawn to it, or can you remember a specific moment in your life that kind of made you lean into the art
1: world? You know, I have been going to art museums since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, My family uh, living in New York City. So I would go to the Met. I would go to the Museum of Natural History. And I had two aunts on both sides of the family who were very artistically inclined. So they both inspired me. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But um, actually, my getting into art history really was... Uh, thankful to my brother, actually. We were backpacking around Europe in uh, summer of 88. Wow. And I was going to all these major museums and seeing all these masterpieces. Mm. And, and then when I started college, Uh, I was originally an architecture major and I had to take an art history course. (laughs) And it was like this aha moment. It's like, oh my gosh, that's what I saw when I was there. And I just, I switched from architecture to art (laughs) history and never looked back.
0: Oh, That's so cool. (laughs) And then what advice would you give current students looking into being an art curator slash, you know, working at a museum?
1: You know, uh, I, I think first off, you know, Study and yeah. get, get that degree in, in art history, at least get a, a bachelor's degree. Okay. And, you know, so many museums today, especially for a curator, you need at least a master's. Okay. Uh, you know, unless it's a small museum, mm-hmm. uh, but most of them you're, you're looking at a master's. But there's also a lot of programs out there in museum studies. Mm-hmm. So I have a master's in art history, but I also have a degree in museum studies. So okay. the two of them really prepared me. But the other thing is internships. Yeah. You know, volunteer, get get mm-hmm. in the museums, learn from others outside of the classroom as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and does Miami offer any internships for um, their art museum here on campus?
1: We do. We, we have interns mm-hmm. uh, in... Exhibitions and collections, marketing, education, you know, even our preparator does our installations, has interns. Oh,
0: very cool.
1: And we also have a museums and society minor
2: at Miami. Oh, I didn't know that. A lot of
1: people don't. uh, It's mostly, you know, most of the students that are in the program Mm -hmm. are art history, art education or studio, anthropology, Mm -hmm. history. But it's a a great program, and it's unusual in many ways to have that opportunity on the undergraduate level.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, And then also speaking to current students, what's your day-to-day look like as an art curator?
1: (laughs) There is no normal
0: (laughs) day-to-day.
1: You know, I I could be working on three, four different exhibitions within the course of a day. And some of them could be exhibitions next semester Others are a year, two, three, four years down the road that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And it it goes back and forth between I'm doing research and writing. Other times I'm working on laying out, you know, figuring out which works are going to go next to one another. Um, Working with my interns, teaching Mm -hmm. them, meeting with our collections manager to, you know, understand some of the work the conditions on some of our works mm-hmm. working with our graphics team on saying here's the concept you know what what, what do we need to make it look like so it there's yeah. there's so many yeah. so many different directions <laughs> within the course of a day
0: yeah it's um, never boring <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> um, and then at miami how do you try and get people involved and interested in the art museum
1: you we we are working far more, I believe, in the last several years mm-hmm. of really attracting the interest of faculty okay. and students. Yeah. So rather than just creating exhibitions and then saying, you know, please come, you yeah. know, it, you know, the the old you know idea that you build it and they will come. Well, yeah, that works to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. We have to be more proactive in reaching out to the faculty mm-hmm. and getting to. To them in advance and saying, "This is what we have coming up next semester or this semester or after, so we can get students that way. Yeah. but we've also have done a lot of work. We created a student response exhibition. so it's open to all students at Miami. We come up with a theme, ask students to create
2: oh, work. Cool. And it
1: doesn't have to be an art major.
2: Yeah.
1: You can be computer science, you could be accounting, you could be biology. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you're creative. And want to respond, you can submit. And that's really exciting because we're getting the interest of students outside of the classroom. Yeah. That's on a more personal level.
0: Mm-hmm. And how can students find um, that to like submit their own work? Is that on the website?
1: Yeah. We are actually getting ready uh, probably by early next week. We'll be releasing... Because this Student Response Exhibition is currently on display right now. Okay. We have one that we collaborated with the Miami Center at Miami. Okay. So we we do it in the fall semester. So students submit work in the spring semester, gets juried, selected, mm-hmm. and then the exhibition is in the fall. So we're actually getting ready to release the one for fall 23 which is gonna be about sustainability in the environment.
0: Oh, okay, very cool. That's very special. I hadn't heard of that, mm. so I'll have to look out for it. Yeah. And then on Miami's Art Museum website, it says the Spring 2018, Telling a People's Story, African-American mm. Children's mm. Illustrated Literature is um, the most important exhibition you've ever curated. Can you go into a little more detail about that exhibition and why it's so important to you?
1: Oh my gosh, you could spend <laughs> I could spend so much time talking. I'm so passionate about it. Uh, You know, I I had an idea many years ago, even before I came here, Mm -hmm. of using children's picture book illustrations, the original artwork, Mm -hmm. as a lens into understanding cultural identity. Yeah. And so when I came here and I, you know, proposed the idea to my director, and he loved the idea of it. So I met with faculty here at the university who were involved, We met with people who were in teacher education, people who were involved in libraries, artists, scholars outside of Miami, Mm -hmm. uh, and and people who were involved in the children's book field. Mm -hmm. And we met and we discussed what should we do. And one of the people mentioned that something that's probably never been done before was to look at African American children's picture books. Mm And so we did some research and found, yeah, nothing had been done on it. So that that was it, and it blossomed into the most amazing experience. And you know, we we had a hundred and thirty original works of art wow. from some of the most famous book illustrators, and all of the artwork was created by African American artists. Wow! And That's most great. of the books that were featured were written by african-american artists so it was it was really getting at the heart of who really has the voice Mm -hmm. and the experience in creating these books and for many kids especially young african-american children you know prior to the 70s and even into the 80s they never really saw themselves Mm -hmm. in picture books they would always see white kids or they would see animals or trucks.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: these books opened up these opportunities and it, it was captivating for me to walk through the galleries when the exhibition was up and seeing parents with their kids, even mm-hmm. just sitting on the floor, reading the books that were the artwork was from and looking at the art and sharing those experiences, it, you couldn't beat it.
0: That's awesome, yeah, representation is huge. Mm-hmm. What are some other exhibitions you've worked on that have been important or special to you, either at Miami or not? You know, I'm,
1: I'm all about really trying to promote more diversity. Mm-hmm. So um, early on when I started, I did a full year, two exhibitions, six galleries devoted to nothing but women in art. Wow. And uh, to me, that was, it was really validating to to see how people were responding to mm-hmm that one series of exhibitions in this whole year were about how women were portrayed.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then another series was about the women who were the artists, yeah. the challenges that they had faced over the years. So it really you know, got to a lot of the, the meat in art history, but it also dealt with society and social norms. It got into politics, it got into gender issues. And I think that was really so important. And uh, we we've done several other exhibitions uh, with women
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: at at the uh, center. Uh, but then you know the telling of people's story mm-hmm. exhibition. I also loved working on what an exhibition we have up currently this semester: a lens for freedom.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I actually went to that one, yeah, with oh, Dr. Brown's class. Oh,
1: I'm so glad that yeah. you did. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, it's it's about Freedom Summer, one mm-hmm. of the photographers who was here in June of 64
2: mm-hmm.
1: to document. And, you know, we, we I had an opportunity to speak with Steve Shapiro, the photographer, mm-hmm. uh, in the past. He unfortunately uh, passed away this past January. But um, other people that we had spoken with, the history, the significance to the Western campus here, uh, it's so, so important. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's been an incredibly moving opportunity. And I had one of my best interns ever working with me, Katherine Lamerson, Mm -hmm. who's graduated Phenomenal student, and the 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 stories that we were uncovering and, and finding out and speaking with people, uh, it was really
0: meaningful. Yeah, when I went to the exhibition, I had no idea really about Freedom Summer until I came to Miami uh, yeah. here, and then seeing the exhibition was just so eye-opening. It was really special. Good, thank
1: you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it had that impact.
0: <laughs> yeah. How do you think Miami students can get more involved at the art museum and, like, see the important exhibitions like that one? You know, I was Mm -hmm. told, like, by Dr. Brown, but besides that. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, always just look at our website. We're also, if, you know, students go and look at a list of events Mm -hmm. for the semester at Miami, it'll list the exhibitions that we have and our special programs that we do. We bring artists in to give talks. So, you know, we're free, we're, we're open mm-hmm. to, to everyone. Uh, another great way for students to get involved, and, and I love, I see all the time, earlier today I saw students coming into the museum and they weren't there for a class.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's great, yeah. we, we love that, that the students have their, their own personal interest in art. But we also have AMSO, it's the Art Museum Student Organization, and it's open to all students doesn't matter what your major, what your okay. year is, that they can volunteer on on this uh, this student organization to learn more about museums and share the experiences. They do field trips to museums, but they also help with planning some of our programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they get directly involved, and It's it's really fun for the students to feel like they're giving back in a way yeah. that is, again, Not with a classroom environment.
0: Yeah. Oh, I will have to check that out. Mm -hmm. What's kind of up and coming for the art museum? I know you mentioned, um, you know, people submitting their own work. But Mm -hmm. what's kind of coming in the next few months and into next semester that people can look out for?
1: Yeah, well, next semester, we have an art history capstone
0: exhibition.
1: We've been doing it now for 11 years. Wow. Uh, This will be our 12th one that's coming up. And it's art history majors and minors okay. in a class this semester oh. uh, working with a professor this semester. They're working with Dr. Casper. And uh, we, the, my colleagues at the museum and I, work with, with Dr. Casper and the students in mm-hmm. helping the students curate the exhibition. Yeah. And it's about the Abrahamic faiths. It's about Islam, Judaism, and Christianity and the intersections between them. So it's gonna be a really fan, fantastic exhibition, I think, for students to come and learn more about diversity of religions and ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have that one coming up, and then we've got a really cool exhibition that's gonna be in two galleries, and it's all about figurative ceramics. Very uh, really unique pieces that are created by artists with Ohio connections. And this we're doing in collaboration with Richard James, who is our ceramics professor at Miami, as well as uh, a an outside ceramics educator in Pennsylvania. Na- uh, her name is Courtney Stone. So we're collaborating and co-curating this exhibition. So got a lot of fun stuff coming up.
0: Yeah, that is fun. And how did you guys come up with the themes for your exhibition? You know, is there, like What's the thought process behind that?
1: Well, you know, the the ceramics one, Richard James came to me with that. Okay. I had met Richard when he started in August of 21. Wow. And we worked on something else, and while I was there speaking with Mm -hmm. him, he said, hey, do you know about Inseca? It's the National Council for Education in the Ceramic Arts, and they have conferences, moves around the country, and within a distance of Cincinnati, where the conference is gonna be this year, venues do exhibitions. Mm -hmm. So we said, would we be interested in doing it? And we said, well, we can shift our exhibition schedule to accommodate, so we're working on that one. So it was his idea. Uh, For the capstone, it's always the idea of the faculty, the art history faculty member that is leading But we always come up with a loose idea for an exhibition, but it's the students in the class, as they're curating, Mm -hmm. they refine the idea and really make it their own, which is an amazing experience for the students. Yeah,
0: Yeah. a little off topic. But what would your dream job be if it weren't working at Miami? Oh, my (laughs)
1: gosh. You know, it's hard to say because I've been in university museums for 24 years wow. now. Uh, wow. You know, I I was never, I, mean, I love going to the Cincinnati Art Museum. I yeah. love the Metropolitan Museum. But I would never want to work at a big museum like that. I always yeah. want to feel that I can step out of my office and go into the galleries, talk with people, and and share those experiences. So I think I always prefer a smaller art museum. But uh gosh, I don't know really uh really where where
0: else. Yeah.
1: That's uh, right okay. now I'm I'm happy here.
0: Yeah. Well we're glad to have you here. <laughs> Thanks. And then what's your favorite piece of art and why? If you can't pick one, can you just give me some? Uh
1: and in our collection or in general? Just in
0: general, which oh. is also another difficult question.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is a tough a yeah. uh, tough question.
0: Do you have like a it memory of like, growing up and going and seeing one piece of art that you really like.
1: You know there there are certain paintings mm-hmm. that that I always gravitate to when when I go to to certain museums. Mm-hmm. So when when I go to the Metropolitan Museum, I always go to see a painting of this this woman in this absolutely stunning blue dress. It was uh, painted by an artist Jean Dominique. Auguste Ng, uh, who was uh, painted around 1800. I've never seen anyone who can paint fabrics that from across the room you would swear it was real. So uh, I absolutely love going uh, to see his work. Here at Miami, people are always surprised at what we have. Mm
2: -hmm. We have
1: Andy Warhol. We have Rembrandt. Oh, absolutely. We've got (laughs) big-name artists. Uh, we got Marie Cassatt uh, in our collection, uh, Cindy Sherman. We've got some major artists. We ended up receiving as a gift uh, several years ago, it's probably mm, four or five years ago now, a painting by a Dutch artist named Ferdinand Boll, who was the most important pupil of Rembrandt. And to have that painting, I was just giddy as a school kid when <laughs> I learned about that gift. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite painting and work of art in our collection. Awesome. Yeah.
0: And then, lastly, if you could go back on your academic but also professional career and mm-hmm. give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be?
1: Hmm. One piece of advice. <laughs> be open minded to opportunities that, that, come my way because you know when i i had these visions when i first got into museums that i'd be working in fine arts yeah and i've come to realize the importance of self-taught artists Mm -hmm. of works that are non-traditional and that it's not just about art for art's sake what art really tells us about the world that we live in Mm -hmm. and uh i think you know if i go back and and i would tell myself (laughs) to you know look deeper into a work. and this is what i've come to to do but i i never thought about Mm -hmm. when i first started is really looking deep within a work of art and not just looking at what's on the surface to to learn about it but delve into finding out about who's the artist, who's the person, what's the time period that it was made, what was going on politically, what was going on, you know, in in every capacity in in the time that the work was made. Mm
2: -hmm. Because
1: I just never really thought enough about those things when I first started.
2: Mm -hmm. So
1: I know my first exhibitions were kind of Mm one-dimensional, but I had to grow. So I would say for you know students who are looking for those careers it's you know dig
0: okay dig deep that's awesome (laughs) well thank you so much for coming
1: thank you really appreciate it
0: (laughs) this podcast was produced and edited by babs dwyer and sarah grace hayes with supervising production by our editor-in-chief cassette gunter our music is from YouTube's free music channel. And that's all for Behind the Brick. Tune into SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Podcasts for our next episode.